Hey guys, this is James from the Sports Dance. What you guys are about to hear is our inaugural podcast. It's going to be in two parts. So the first part, Greg and I sit down and do a little pre-draft analysis, talking about things we're looking forward to. Then we actually reconvene the next morning to talk basically some storylines, things that we saw over the draft, and then a little NBA playoffs. Um, we're going to mention all the social media handles and blog posts at the end of the podcast to listen through. If you like what you hear, go to iTunes, give us a nice rating and review, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, welcome to the Sports Dance Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part, <laughs> and with me is the founder, founder, head writer, head social media director, just head creative force of the Sports Dance, Greg Cowan. What's happening, Greg? Oh, not much, guys. Uh, just sitting here waiting for the draft to start. I love your Got radio like voice. 15 minutes away, and as an Eagles fan, I'm not too excited. Yeah, well, before we get into that, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited, even though I don't have a pick this, uh, I say I. I'm excited, even though we don't have a pick. I say we. What am I even doing? I'm excited, even though New England doesn't have a pick. I didn't know you were on the team. I am. I'm, uh, I'm the ball boy. I, oh, <laughs> I am, so you're behind I am Spartacus. Oh, yeah, okay. I am Spartacus. Um, no. So before we get into that, let's kind of talk about exactly, just honestly, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> like, what are we sitting around a kitchen table talking into a microphone? This is the Sports Dance Podcast, very popular blog. I, you know, honestly, thousands. Thousands. Of, thousands of people listen to this thing. Thousands. Yeah, that's uh, accurate. Like yeah. 1,000. 1,000. <laughs> okay, 1,000. We'll call it 1,000. Uh, so we thought naturally, with a booming audience and uh, the nation's attention, just kind of focused on the Sports Dance, what are they going to do next? Podcast. Sounds pretty exciting to me. It's the hot thing on the streets right it now. It is the hot thing on the streets. Kids are saying it's on fleek, and I don't even know what the hell that means. I don't know. I, I hear on fleek is good. Um, and this is not about, um, this is definitely not about murders. So all you serial completists, this is not for you. Yet. Um, yet. Could be about murders. I'm not ruling murders out. I'm, I'm not either, <laughs> depending on what happens in this draft tonight. You know what? Actually, let's just like restart this whole thing. Ready? So, okay, one, two, three. We Welcome it? to the MurderCast podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part. No, 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 just kidding. Okay, so it's all about sports. We're going to keep this thing sports-centric right now. Um, maybe murders later, but keep it sports. Murders are fun. Murders are fun. There's murders in sports. So, basically, right now on the internet, there's a lot of blazing hot takes out there. You know what I mean? So many hot takes. <laughs> a lot of takes. People, Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith. Skip Bayless, RIP, in peace. Um, it's going away. A lot I'm of, excited about that, by the way. Yeah, actually, that's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know. Fox Sports 1 is doing this whole thing. You know what? Let's table that. Yeah, we'll, ta- <laughs> we'll table, table that, that maybe next week. But so a lot of people are giving takes on the internet, and we decided, as you know, the aforementioned Greg and James, we need to give our takes. It's all about giving our stance on <laughs> we sports. Need, we need to give the stances specific to sports. Specific to sports. And yeah. just, like, clarifying. In podcast form, though podcast form and just to clarify no murders no murders not yet for now the inaugural episode will be murder free so let's get into this thing man so the first thing we want to talk about um on my list here my super official notepad list is today's the nfl draft i am somewhat excited somewhat excited little background so right now um the two people sitting at this table uh greg and james um i'm i'm the james part i'm the greg part um are basically you know, we're neither of us are happy to be here. No, not at all. <laughs> we we got the short end of the stick this time around. Um, so 
you know, a little background here. I'm a New England fan, New England Patriots through and through. Um, I'm just a fan of dynasties. I'm a fan of winning. I'm a yeah. fan of champions, banners. I'm a big banner guy. I'm a I'm a fan of you know uh, just abusing players at every turn. <laughs> I don't know only for the only for the football Philadelphia stands. Yeah, I grew up a Philly fan just for football. I feel bad for baseball and all that. They did win a World Series at least. They football, on the other hand, though, the only time we got made it recently was 2003, and we When's lost to a certain time? team that I hate. They come from New England. That happened, huh? It did. That was a thing. It was. It was not. It was not fun for me. There's so many championships that sometimes it's just tough. You My know? quarterback threw up on the field. Donovan allegedly. Where's Donovan now, dude? Uh, when- <laughs> probably drunk on a road somewhere driving. He does. That, that. tends to be the thing he gets <laughs> done a lot. Yeah, he's a big drunk driving guy. He's the Magic <laughs> Johnson of football commentary. <laughs> yeah, just, just saying the most obvious thing at the most obvious time. Oh yeah, he's Magic Johnson except without all the likability. Um, so basically. We right now, neither of us are happy. So New England is conspicuously absent from this first round. For now. For now. Um, oh, okay, I let's don't... be honest. Bill's not trading into the first <laughs> no round. No chance. He's not no, doing it. No chance. That's not a thing. He trades out of the first round. He trades out. So absent for now. The Eagles are taking a decidedly opposite approach to what New England's doing. Yeah, instead <laughs> of trying to build their franchise and, you know, just doing things that get them suspended out of the first round. We decided to just, hey, let's mortgage the franchise for a guy most likely that came from the FCS, which for those of you who don't know, is, you know, not even like Division 1A, it's a double A, which mm. just makes it sad. Yeah. Who doesn't have much experience. He played like, I think, 12 games this year. Yeah. Which... Northern Iowa? North Dakota. North Dakota. Okay. Yeah. Same thing. I actually went to, a, to school with a kid that went to North Dakota, so I was like, oh, that's the only reason I know it. Was he good at football, that kid? He played football for a year there. Did they he won. play on the team? Yeah. I think he just walk on the he, team there. I, yeah, but guess what? Everybody that walks on, they are guaranteed a championship. They've won like five championships, four championships in a row now. Hey, guy's a winner. He's a winner. <laughs> Blazing hot takes on Nobody knew about him until like three weeks ago, but he's a winner. He's a winner. Number two pick of the draft right now. At but least that, what we think. What we think. Okay, so that's what we kind of want to get into here. So with uh, Greg's, you know, franchise, just, just in jeopardy. Just hang in the balance. We really kind of wanted to talk about the options here that we got at number two. So it looks like the Los Angeles Rams, still weird saying it. Good job. It looks like the Los Angeles Rams. I didn't miss a beat, huh? You did not. I'm a professional. I would have said St. Louis. I am the amateur podcast professional here. Um, so it looks like the Los Angeles Rams are probably going to go with uh, Jared Goff as the number one overall pick in the draft. They also... Uh, felt that, you know what? We don't need draft picks. No. <laughs> we need. You know who needs them? Tennessee. Tennessee so that's what needs they did. Them. They were like, you know what? We'll give you all of our picks. You know, just take them. You just know what I mean? Second rounders, first rounders for yeah. the next four years. Go with it. And in fairness to them, they've really looked at the precedent of the draft over the last few years. Like, you know, when Washington just yeah. sent all of the picks over. For RG3. For Let's RG3. not forget how great that turned out. That was a great year. It was. That was a lot of fun. His one year. His one year was a lot of fun. Before that knee snap, like we all thought it would. Yeah, in fairness, um, now the Rams have the number one pick. I mean, obviously not by choice, but it, it doesn't exactly work out well for them either. But So they mortgaged all their thing, and it looks like, it looks like, now we are literally taping, I mean, I mean, we're talking like 15 minutes before this draft. But yeah. it looks, so we're going to give you guys some instant reactions. I say you guys as if we have an audience. I mean, there's going to be like that one random guy sitting in his trailer. I'm, I'm an optimistic kind of guy. He might be in Iowa. But we'll give you guys some instant reactions right after this podcast, after we're done with the draft here. But 
It looks like Goff is going number one. And I want to get your thoughts on it here, but like when I first saw this, I'm not a huge college football guy. I just can't totally pay that much attention to it. I got so many other things going on. The NFL kind of consumes my football um, attention span. But man, when I saw this guy Goff, you know, I was not impressed by anything other than the fact that he's a, a blonde quarterback from Cal that sort of looks like Ryan Gosling. And I was like, yeah. that is That's a actually, Los Angeles Rams pick. That is really spot on, actually. Ryan Gosling, like, Jr. Yeah, he's Ryan Gosling Jr. So I'm like, you're going to pick either the ginger kid who, you know, grew up in the snowshoeing everywhere and like playing six, quarterback. Five, at least. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Size <laughs> matters, apparently. Whatever. We've been told this our whole lives. Yeah, um, I don't know. Does Johnny Manziel have a lot of size? Okay, so point, really, that's the example you're gonna taken. go with. Um, so, but they're they're either gonna pick this you know redneck kid from the you know the fucking middle of nowhere North Dakota, or gonna pick the kid who went to Cal who looks like a goddamn movie star. Um, I don't know Los Angeles. What are you gonna pick? I mean, they clearly everybody thinks they're going with golf. If that was me, I really don't know who I'd go with. Mainly because you franchise. You basically just threw your franchise out the door if this doesn't work out, which, I mean, let's be honest, the Rams haven't had much of a franchise these past few years. They can, it's quarterback carousel like Cleveland. Ooh. They're going to make the jerseys next with all their quarterbacks that they've had. You do not want to be compared to Cleveland in literally anything. No, you, you, you really don't. No. And, I mean, you got this guy. I mean, I could understand if it was a draft year where the quarterbacks came out and people were like, you know, he's like the next Andrew Luck. He's the next Peyton. No, neither of these guys have been compared to any of them. They're like, they're above average. That's the thing that bothers me the most about this whole thing, I think, is the fact that, you know, it's one thing that everyone tells you, you need a quarterback, you need a quarterback, you need a quarterback. And honestly, I get it. People, yeah. at, at, at some point, if you're going to compete, you need a quarterback. Neither of these teams are ready to compete. Like, Saint, like okay, not St. Louis. Ha, already did it once. Yeah. Los Angeles has a relatively good enough defense to compete. They've got some superstars on that side, mostly coming from that RG3 trade. Yeah. But I would say that they're not just a quarterback away from competing. No, they're definitely not. You know, and it's just like, it, it, there's so many other ways to find it. To spend all this money on draft picks is just kind of unbelievable. Um, I mean, Philly, people thought at least they had it. I mean, they started off around the 13th pick, so they didn't have a terrible season. They didn't have a great season. But everybody thought, you know, they get a piece or two on defense. Coach got switched out. I really think Howie Roseman, who's the GM, basically made this trade as a big FU to Chip Kelly. 100%. Since last year, everybody was like, why aren't we trading up for number two to get Mariota? And they were like, it's too much. We don't want to mortgage the franchise. Yet this year, when we have guys that aren't nearly even equal to Mariota, they're like, you know what? Let's do it. Because oh, Mariota was, would have been such a better choice. Oh, yeah. I would have taken Mariota, franchise the mor- fran- mortgage the franchise. And then not have to ever deal with Sam Bradford and his noodle arm and him putting up this whole, you need to trade me. I'm such a better quarterback than I really actually am. <laughs> yeah. In his mind, I think he actually believes he's like on the level of like Roethlisberger and like Man- Eli Manning. I don't know what Bradford thinks. I mean, it's like, so he's demanded to be traded because it's kind of the writings on the wall here that Wentz is going number two to Philadelphia. And that in two years when his contract's up, he's out. Yeah. And... But, like, just you know, being completely honestly, like, where, where's your leverage there, Sam? <laughs> yeah, show me the season where you stayed healthy all 16 games. You didn't require surgery on some part of your body. I mean, this year he didn't get surgery, but he was out for some games with a shoulder injury. I mean, the guys literally just should be wrapped in bubble wrap and never allowed onto a football field again. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular because he was the number one overall pick in the draft, and he's never really been in the conversation as being one of the biggest busts. But in terms of money 
money made versus output because he was the last person to have well, the literally big, robbed. Yeah, he robbed was, the system. He was the last person to have the large contract of the the large rookie contracts that they the NFL used to have. It's ridiculous rookie contracts. Oh yeah, it, it was like a hundred something million dollars, something like that. And then he got, and then he convinced the Eagles to give him more money. Yeah, another thirty something million. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Let's do that. And then they decided, you know, what we're gonna do, we're gonna sign a backup who's only thrown one career touchdown pass in his whole life, Mr. Daniels. Mr. Chase Daniels <laughs> coming with Peterson, which I just think that was like a package deal. They were like, you know what, let's just get rid of two guys at yeah. once. And they're like, you know what, we should really do. Draft a quarterback. Mortgage the franchise <laughs> and draft another quarterback that won't play for at least two years and pray to God he's at least half as good a McNabb was in his prime. Yeah, well, I mean, keep dreaming. But, I mean, it's just it, – it's That's all I can do. <laughs> yeah, I guess at this point, right? I mean, I guess it's just so weird to me that it's like, first of all, I don't trust anyone named Chase, any adult male named Chase. I'm sorry, dude. Like, this is not like Beverly Hills 90210. Like, get a real name. You know what I mean? Fix it. It's just one of those names. <laughs> Fix it. It's one of those names. It's just you just knew he had a pop collar in college and kind of was douchey to everybody. Oh, 100 percent. And you know, and if your name this... is Chase and that wasn't you, I'm really sorry. But... Yeah, yeah. Paul used to everybody named Chase, but it's blazing hot takes only here on the sports stance. But here's here's what I'm saying. Like, so what did you think was gonna happen, Howie? <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like... like, okay, Los Angeles Rams don't need to worry too much about keeping Nick Foles happy. Just honestly. Like, I mean, I know that you've had some experience with like Nick Foles. Isn't he like a free agent at this point, I think? Probably, yeah. I don't they know. don't have any they don't have any options, right? I wish we had Nick Foles back. That's how <laughs> yeah. bad I think that was a good is. season. That was a good season with yeah, Foles. Yeah, we had one glorious season where somehow he learned not to throw to the other team. Next season came and he completely forgot that. Yeah. I blame Chip. Um so then, I, 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 it's hard, man. I blame Chip, but I can't. If you start two seasons, first two seasons, you're ten and six. You have one bad season. Everybody's Out. like, you made terrible picks. Done. Done. But you know what we're going to do after we get rid of you? We're going to make worse keep picks. doing it. <laughs> and just trade a bunch of guys, which I didn't care about Maxwell or Alonzo or any of those guys. But when you're not bringing anybody else really in. It makes no sense. I am happy about the short signing, though, for the defensive coordinator. I actually think he'll be a good good move for us going forward. Okay. I mean, you mean you're probably the first person to ever be excited about defensive coordinator signing in the history of Dude, it's all histories. We're, we're supposed to be the <laughs> defensive like green front. Okay, it's always what Phillies had. Give yeah. me a call when that happens. <laughs> I mean, if it was like 2002, I could have when Dawkins was there. Yeah, flying all over the field. This is this is very sad because this is already is. three references or so to the early 2000s Eagles. So this is not going very well. It's not <laughs> inaugural broadcast. Not going we're very all well. All really hope. Eagle fans everywhere really hoping that, you know, maybe it turns around. Hey, man, you got a lot of Wentz. Stick Wentz at safety. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's, he's got the size. Does the <laughs> it's size. all about the size. Middle linebacker. <laughs> Get him on the field somehow. Well, the other thing that we want to talk about about the draft a little bit was um, there's a lot of hype and, you know, stuff surrounding this draft in terms of an entertainment prospect. And I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Like, where are you with the draft? Are you a big draft guy? I'm a big draft guy for the first hour. Mm. I'll watch the first hour. It's all the flashy thing. You know, you got the intro. I always think the intro is probably the coolest part about it. Yeah, the one that we're missing probably literally right now. Yeah, but that's I mean, okay. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to figure this out. Take a quick little time out. Yeah. I, I mean, I got all I have to see is the second pick and see if the Eagles really screw it up. Yeah, I think that we know what the second pick is. That's, that's the thing that bothers no, me, No, I dude. don't know. You don't think it's going to be Wentz? I, it wouldn't shock me if it wasn't. Really? Well, there have else? been reports that have come up that the Eagles haven't even talked to him about anything at all. And everybody's like, well, it's because, you know, Rams haven't said anything to golf. But I'm like, yeah, even still, 
I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if the Eagles either won, went with like Jalen Ramsey, which I wouldn't care about. I'd gladly take him. Well, he was supposed to be number or, one. So. Or they're going to just completely screw it up and run out of time because they're going to overthink it too much. And then people are going to just get run up and just keep taking picks and they're going to end up with the 13th pick again because yeah. they're just dumb. I mean, you can't always rule that out. So I didn't know that Wentz was not as much of a sure thing as people said. I don't know. I mean, he is for the, he's like a 98% sure thing. Bradford's going to look like an idiot if he's not if they don't end up drafting a quarterback. If they, if they get stuck with golf, he'll look like an idiot. That's, That's basically a total what it is. clusterfuck. It's really yeah. what it is. Well, I mean, either one of those, neither one of those guys is ready to start next year, no. so I, I hope they're ready for that. But anyway, but so you're so you are you a big so you're a big draft guy for like an hour. Yeah, I mean, after the first hour. You want to see the top 10 picks. That's, like, really the excitement. Yeah. You can hear about the trades later on if there is any made. But as you get farther down the line, you don't really care who the Broncos are taking with the 31st pick or any guys like that. They're good teams. You know they're going to be good again next year. Right. Who they're taking is probably not somebody that's going to put anything, like, substantial on the field in the first, like, season or so unless, you know, you get that one really lucky guy, like teams that took Julio Jones. Yeah. Guys like that. But unless you're taking, like, an offensive tackle that you desperately need. It's it's not not worth watching and wasting your time if there's something better on. There's just so much stuff on right now. There's the NBA playoffs, which we're going to talk about. There's the NHL playoffs, which we're probably going to ignore big time because um, it's the NHL and that's what yeah, media pundits do, which we are. Yeah, we're media pundits. We're trying to get we're trying to get make it big. We're wannabe pundits. If we're going to make it big, we ignore the NHL. Yeah, exactly. That's what people do. Um, but I mean, there's so much other stuff on right now and like we're, you know, we're focusing all our time on the draft and you know, it sometimes it just bothers me, especially because like I'm a, I, so I come from a, from a weird place, right? I'm a new England fan. And so I don't have any, any horse in this race, No. any dog in this race, any car in this, nothing's yeah. in the race. We got a race, race analogy. There's definitely a race metaphor in there. I'm going to let the viewers, uh, kind of the listeners just visualize, just get into it. Um, but what I kind of mean by that is that, like, we always just draft whoever the best player is. <laughs> I don't know. It seems weird to say, but, like, you know, I don't care about the draft until, like, the third game in where, like, a rookie comes up and makes has, like, an unbelievable game, and you're like, who the fuck is that? And you're like, like oh, oh you, yeah. you took him in the sixth round with, like, the last pick that you traded because you so took away, like, your fourth round pick for, like, two sixth round picks, and you hit on one of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> what always happens. It's, it's like, like one. It's the thing that drives everybody nuts in the NFL about New England. They literally take guys that everybody's like, oh, he's not even greater for this round. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. And boom. Two like, years later, he's a pro bowler, like, all-time defensive player. Exactly. Okay, cool. So as of right now, the draft is literally about to start. We're seconds away. Um, so what Greg and I are going to do is going to put all the recording uh, materials down. We're going to set everything exactly where it is. Not going to move a goddamn thing. And then uh, tomorrow morning, we're going to reconvene, do a little post-draft analysis, and uh, a little NBA. So I'm excited for that. I'm pretty excited, too. Awesome. Okay, cool. So uh, we'll see you guys in a little bit. Um, using Radio Magic, this will all be one big old long podcast. So you guys don't do anything. And sponsors, if you're listening, this is exactly, exactly where you'd want to be right here. We'll be right back in the sports stance. Hey guys, welcome back to the Sports Stance. Again, still James, still Greg, still here talking about sports, giving blazing hot takes. Um, this is the morning after the draft, Greg. Yeah, it is. It's pretty good. You know, last night we saw basically what we expected. The 
two top picks were the quarterbacks, like everybody thought. Yeah. Golf Wentz. You know, I'm kind of just glad it's over with and that the Eagles actually did what people thought they would. The draft is what we thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There um, was a few trades. A couple trades. Um, the Browns traded again. Um, the Bears came up from the Buccaneers and got themselves a linebacker. Yeah, much-needed um, linebacker. A much-needed linebacker. Um, Browns are just wheeling and dealing all night. Kind of nice to see. Um, but the big story, I think that we can both agree, was yeah. uh, old Laramie Tunsil there. Oh, Gas Mask Tunsil. Gas Mask Tunsil. So, that should be his new nickname. I'm surprised it's not already. I mean... His, his face mask in general for the NFL should just be a gas mask. Yeah, it's it wasn't pretty. Okay, so for those who don't know, um, you know, I don't know why you're listening to a sports cast and don't really know, but basically Laramie Tunsil, uh, at one point, thought to be maybe the number one overall pick in the draft at some level, you know, before these yeah. quarterback controversies, before whatever. Before I mean, the big trades. Exactly. Thought to be one of the one of the better prospects in the entire draft. Literally 10 minutes before the draft starts, um, his Instagram account um, posts a picture of him smoking a gas mask bong. Um, not even a picture. It's a full-on yeah, video. Yeah, it's a full-on video. Full-on video of him taking a huge rip out of a gas mask bong and then taking his mask off to show it is indeed Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the thought process was there. If you listen to ESPN tonight, they did think it was a picture, and for some reason that was just annoying. That was, that was my favorite part, where it's like Adam Schefter and Susie Kolber and all these people are being like, we can't confirm whether or not this is Laramie Tunsil. And it's like, guys, well, if you just watch the you, damn video. If you just click play and <laughs> yeah. wait those 15 seconds, yeah. you're going to find out pretty quickly. I imagine that Schefter saw that and saw marijuana, and he was like, drugs, no. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Get it off my screen. I need three calls <laughs> confirming this on my three cell phones. Yeah. But uh, literally, I mean, so Laramie Tunsil um, smoking the ganj right before the draft. A lot of things are coming out now, like he got hacked. I mean, this whole I got hacked thing is kind of ridiculous, but I think in this case, he might have got hacked. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> may have been hacked because I kind of don't want to believe the other story that it was his evil stepfather that yeah. uh, blackmailed him. That's brutal. Because he, if that's blackmail, he clearly doesn't know how blackmail works. You, yeah. You don't release the thing. Well, that that looks like blackmail gone wrong. That yeah. was like, you know, that someone someone heat checked that blackmail. Was like, you're not gonna do it. No. Oh, no. I'm not gonna do it. Oh, oh, send. Oh, yeah. Wait. But, and then later on, we had some more text messages, a little bit more fallout with him accepting money from Old Miss. Um, basically, his mom's got a super expensive electric bill. Yeah. First of all, three hundred and five dollars for an electric bill. Are, are they living in Mississippi? Uh, yeah. Uh, the question is, is just how many light bulbs and light fixtures do they have in the house? Like, what what's going on, dude? Like, do, do, do they never turn anything off? I don't know. That three hundred and five dollars is an obscene amount. Even the coach that was that, that's the funniest part to me is the coach that is giving this kid money, the the number one overall pick yeah. allegedly giving him money to play at Ole Miss is like, dude, that's such a high electric yeah, bill. Like, what that are you doing? Make sense. <laughs> like, come on now. Um, so a lot of stuff happened with Laramie Tunsil. Guy falls out of the top 10. The Dolphins pick him up at number 13. It's basically a steal, though, for them. It's a huge steal. And honestly, like, there's worse things that could happen to Laramie Tunsil after getting caught smoking pot on video. Like, Especially since, you know, basically half the league at least probably does. Oh, yeah. I mean, out of all the things that you, you could get caught doing, getting smoking pot is probably the least conspicuous. Yeah, I mean, you got guys showing up to police stations on synthetic marijuana, and they don't even get suspended. It's too soon. Too um, soon? Sorry. Too soon. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, Chandler Jones isn't gone, is gone now, so it's kind of like say, I don't you know, know what you're talking about. I think that's legal in Arizona. Arizona, you know, I think just really likes guys that you know have pot issues. They got Chandler Jones in the offseason trade. Then they went Kim Dichi last night, who had all the issues. Second I, guy from Ole Miss with uh, you know issues with pot. I don't trust a college person who hasn't at least like tried pot. <laughs> like I don't know. Have you not tried pot? I take that personally. Oh God. Okay. Come on, Greg. You're co- okay. So th- these college kids. Alcohol are just was like- my drug. Okay. Well, Nancy Reagan, you can go ahead and just relax a little bit. Wow. So yeah, I know. I don't know if that date. That me might or be not. too soon. <laughs> that might be too soon. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like the guy smoked. The like, Bill Burr said it. Said it right on Twitter. He was like, "It's only weed. Like let the kid be." Like yeah, you're right. It's only weed. And if Bill Burr saying it, you know it's it's not that big of a deal. Now. I think the point that I made yesterday when we were watching the draft is there's a difference between like a grainy video of someone getting caught like smoking a joint at a party. That's yeah. one thing. But like a selfie of you inhaling a gas mask is real aggressive. Yeah, when you're like the one clearly taking the video, like I heard things that was like his friends took the video. I'm like, no, nah, that looks like a pretty much you set it up yourself and you thought it was going to look pretty sweet. Yeah, like don't piss on my leg and tell me that's not a selfie. You know what I mean? Like that's I, mean, I know how the internet works. Um, yeah, so... Laramie Tunsil goes to 13. You know, that's a pretty big fall for this guy. I was, uh, I was ten million fall. a $10 million fall for this guy. So if it really was his stepdad, I think that, you know, um, we got to be careful if there's no more murder. Hey, bring it back to murder. Yeah, murder. Just coming back around. That would, that would actually be great for us. I like, would? Crappy for Laramie Tunsil. Or stepdad, depending or, on which way it goes. Or Mr. Tunsil. They probably didn't take his last name. But probably not. <laughs> but... It'd be great for us. We It'd can get back fantastic. on that murder cast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just clear to any sponsors, we are not advocating murder. No, not <laughs> at all. Um, are there any other things that we can ta- kind of talk about in the draft that made some sense? I mean, Ohio State had a big night. Yeah, five guys in the first round. Two of the top four picks. Yeah. That's just kind of ridiculous. I saw something. I saw a tweet saying Chris Berman said that it has never happened before that this many people from the same school has been taking in the top ten. It's actually happened about 12 times. Yeah. <laughs> so... Chris Berman coming in real hot again, blazing hot takes. I mean, if the only thing Chris Berman's really good for on draft night is just when he talks about the Raiders because he just goes, the Raiders. The Raiders. That's all anybody looks forward to. Yeah. He, he could not talk the rest of the night. He had a pretty, pretty crappy interview with Roger Goodell. Um, you know, Goodell basically saying the same things that Goodell always says that, you know, basic non-answers until he talks about Deflategate where he says he's absolutely right. Um, so that was a disgrace and a travesty to the league, and I think that everyone should boycott it, but that's just me. Um, then uh, we look such on... Such a New England Yeah. Well, then we look on to round two. Um, not a lot of excitement going on in round two. The biggest thing I think that we can both agree is that the New England Patriots will be picking. I mean, <laughs> I don't care as much about that. They might trade out of that round, too. You know what? I wouldn't, <laughs> would not surprise it might me. Not, it might just happen. I actually kind of don't want them to pick at this point, then. Like, fine. Just you boycott know, the whole draft. Just, just the whole draft. Just, you know, well, you're going to save them for next year. We don't need anybody new this year. Everyone who's anyone knows that the second round is a bunch of hot garbage, and it's the third and fourth rounds where I you really get I thought it was the sixth round on. that you guys are really, like, keying. We are pretty good at the sixth round. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Frank, you got that one guy. Yeah, goat. Little yeah. goat pick. Cool. Okay, so that's the draft. Uh, a lot of fun, um, I guess. It's fun to be on Twitter, at least. The actual yeah. broadcast wasn't all that fun. The lead-up to the draft, I think, is the hype part, and then just the re- reactions of fans on Twitter after the picks. Whatever they're paying the Mel Kuyper Jr., it's 1,000% too much. <laughs> Most of that paycheck goes to keeping his hair the way it looks. It's pretty unbelievable. I mean, whatever they're paying their, their hair and makeup person, it's not enough. Whatever they're actually paying him, it's way too much. 
Um, cool. So that's the draft. Then we also want to talk about, uh, there was another little bit of action last night, but uh, right now we're right in the midst of the NBA playoffs. Oh, you gotta love the three-week first round. The three-week first round. This is my favorite uh, time of year. I'm a big NBA guy. I love the NBA, love the NBA playoffs. Um, going into this year, the playoffs seemed like they were going to be a little boring, and all of a sudden we've got some things that are shaking things up a little bit. Yeah, the first round kind of seemed like it was going to be a walkthrough. Everybody in the West, the top four seeds, everybody was like, this is going to be pretty simple. Everybody's going to go uh, right through the second round, probably sweeps or maybe just one loss. And... Even that was a little bit of a change. Yeah, it really kind of looks... Okay, so right now, um, as we're speaking today, first round is almost wrapped up. The only thing that's really kind of in, in play here is the um, the last seed, you know, the, the second seeded matchup in the East. Um, the Heat and the Hornets are still battling it out, and the, and the Toronto Drakes and the Indiana Pacers are still uh, battling it out. So And you got the hobbled Clips versus the healthy Blazers. Yeah, I think that that one's going to be pretty much wrapped up. So what it looks like in the second round here is it looks like we're probably going to get Golden State versus uh, Portland, um, Cleveland versus Atlanta, um, and then the, the marquee matchup, the one that everyone should watch, is the Thunder and Spurs. Yeah, that should be an interesting overall series. Oh, I know. And then we also have the NBA TV matchup and whoever the Final East matchup is going to be. Yeah, it's amazing how <laughs> much the Heat and Hornets uh, series as a whole basically has never been on TV. No, never. Um, the only times that it has is on TNT, when you, and then all of a sudden they realize that Jeremy Lin's haircut is not meant for primetime viewership, no. let's stick that on our Twitter like, network. It's like a 10-second view. They're like, oh, hey, live looking. You know what? That was a missed shot and terrible play. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's move on to uh, guys breaking their hands in the other game. Yeah, exactly. I've also noticed that the Hornets all have very weird hair. Like, Courtney Lee was on the Celtics not too long ago, and then he was on the Grizzlies a couple years ago, and he had just had like, normal hair, and all of a sudden his hair has kind of like exploded in all directions. It's very odd. Yeah, I mean, the Hornets, they have their own style, but I think that's what makes them unique. It kind of makes them fun to watch. I guess. They're kind of that team that everybody was, like, a few, two, three years ago, they were horrible. Yeah. And now they're all their young talent that they got is kind of developing. It's getting kind of exciting to watch them, and they're taking on a Heat team that people actually thought were going to kind of breeze through past them, even though everybody has the same record from the two to six seed. Yeah. Or three to six seed, which is crazy. It's nuts. And honestly, I think that the, uh, the Heat – Really should be commended so far by doing all this without Chris Bosh. Um, That's a weird story, by the way. It's a very weird story. This he wants not, to play. But there's like still this not, not, no one knows what's going on with this guy. No, yeah, I know the blood clots last year what clearly kept him out, but it's kind of been under the radar. They haven't come out saying it's blood clots again. But it, like he says he's fine to go. His wife says he's fine to go. This whole thing is just ridiculous. And then, you know, the the Heat and Hornets series is kind of getting a lot of criticism for the referee. I think this whole NBA is, uh, season and playoffs specifically is getting a lot of referee criticism in uh, on yeah, some media pundit side. There's some terrible calls. The, game, the Heat game last night with Wade, or the other night with the final seconds, he got hacked by two different guys. And yeah. For that, for somebody like him, who is a franchise star, been there for years, top player in the league for years, to not get a call like that, yeah, or at least get the chance to tie the game, kind of ridiculous. A lot of shoddy calls on the Golden State and Houston series. I um, mean, that, that doesn't matter, though. <laughs> it doesn't matter, yeah. Houston, <laughs> Houston basically looked like they did, wanted to go on vacation since game one. The only one got even trying 
is James Harden, and that's saying something. Yeah, is there a least likable? So the, the the most unlikable team in the entire playoffs. I'm looking I'm looking around, and I'm trying to think. I don't think that there is a less likable team than the Houston Rockets. Oh, by a landslide. I mean, like Dwight you know, Howard alone puts them down. Dwight Howard puts them down. You know, when Michael Beasley is the guy who's trying to, you know talk about chemistry and playing yeah. together as a team like you know you get you know something went horribly wrong the guy that came in the last month of the season from china michael beasley is amazing because like literally daryl morey and the rockets have preached this whole like you know get to the rim and then shoot threes and michael beasley every single time he gets the ball pump fakes from the three takes one step in and shoots this long contested two and it goes in every once in a while it does i mean he, there's nights that he actually like put up big numbers and you're like Wait, how'd he do that? But then you look and he's like, oh, he took 27 shots in yeah. seven minutes. And you're like, is that impossible? Apparently it is. Yeah, I read something about um, the last game that they played against the Warriors. And, you know, Harden had a pretty good game. And the the writer was basically asking, where else did the other offense come from? Michael Beasley had 11 points on 13 shots. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty much and it. It was like, I think he missed like 10 of them. Yeah, said. Trevor Ariza <laughs> went, uh, went one for eight or something like that. Dwight had 13 like points and like, or something like that, but 21 rebounds, which is... It's pretty good. That's pretty good, but he didn't want to be there. I think that we can... Can we both agree that Dwight Howard will never be a franchise player ever again? No, and he thinks he is. Yeah, and that's he the was, biggest problem. He was when he was re- willing to put in the work and be the defensive force. And he went to LA thinking he was going to be the big star with Kobe. And since then, he's kind of given up on his whole on-the-top defender guy. Yeah. And kind of just sits there and is like, feed me the ball because you know I'm a great shot. Yeah. Which is not. It's really kind of alarming that, you know, if it's it, – I was about to say that it, it hasn't been that long since Dwight Howard was, you know, a, a supernatural force in the league. Yeah. I mean, 2009 was seven years ago, though. <laughs> yeah. See, it sounds so much farther away than it really – like seeing. yeah the league just really kind of passed the guy by and he didn't really know what to do with no, it you know he it's not it's not the van gundy magic anymore you know what i mean like he, the uh, guy van can't gundy. run <laughs> van gundy hey he brought the he brought the pistons in that was fun the pistons were probably a close second for most most unlikable team really i mean outside of reggie jackson i kind of like the rest of the guys i'm done with the morrises the morris twins that, that's just a weird it's a weird, weird. dynamic that's like one of the that's those creepy twin stories that you hear about that it's just like oh, this one actually murdered them, but the other one somehow took the rap because yeah. you just like felt the connection. I'm anti twins. I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna go blazing hot takes. I'm anti twins. Wow. They're weird, okay. dude. They're I'm weird. I don't, I'm not good friends with like any twins because I would kind of take offense to that, but I don't know that many. I don't know that many either. Because I knew them in high school. Yeah, no, there was always like the kids that that you went to school with, and it was like I had nine oh, twins in my. Them. I had nine tw- sets of twins in my senior year of high school. Now it freaked me out. Yeah, it was weird. Now it just completely freaked me out. It was very odd. <laughs> um, I was like, I don't think this is actually possible. No, anti twins. There I must be, be something in the water. I wouldn't be friends with the goddamn one of them. Um, okay, so we're gonna go. So the rest of the playoffs. So Golden State looks like they're probably gonna end up playing the Blazers. That's gonna be really fun. Let's talk a little bit about the Thunder and Spurs series coming up. Um, the most low-key playoff round so far, besides maybe Cleveland, Detroit, but even that was a little bit more low-key because, uh, or a little bit more excited. Yeah, because there was some Stanley Johnson versus LeBron James thing. By the way, worst, worst one-sided rivalry in the history oh, yeah. of the playoffs. Like Stanley Johnson, sit down, kid. Yeah, you're in nobody's head. <laughs> Nobody. Not a single one. <laughs> LeBron's not going, oh my God, Stanley Johnson getting in my head. Like, I'm not really, I, I'm, you know, I'm a Boston Celtics fan. So, 
you know, LeBron does not exactly do it for me. But good lord, Stanley Johnson. <laughs> yeah, just kind of you know to pick your battles. Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe go up against Matthew Dellavedova and be like, I'm in Matthew Dellavedova's head. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm not in LeBron's head. Yeah, I know. You don't go like, you don't hear Portugal being like, hey, I'm in the United States head. Yeah. <laughs> maybe in soccer, but that's about it. Yeah. We're, we're um, off all the time. I don't want to talk about soccer. I don't want to talk about soccer or hockey. That's what we don't do at the sports dance. Um, except maybe the Olympics. Anyway, the Thunder and the Spurs. So the Spurs really just breezed by the Grizzlies. It wasn't even close. I mean, it was kind of a bloodbath. I think the Grizzlies are one of the worst like modern-day playoff teams just because there was no Marcus Gasol, Zach Randolph. Injuries like just ravaged that team. Ravaged. Conley um, was out. I mean, you're relying pretty heavily on Jordan Farmar. There's a red flag. <laughs> yeah, when Farmar is your starting point guard. Not good. Not good. Yeah, so when Matt Barnes is one of your offensive keys. Uh, yeah, I'm out on my, Matt Barnes as a whole, too. I think that Matt Barnes is a big old fake tough guy. <laughs> that guy's yeah. like, D- okay, Matt Barnes, I don't think, if you're listening for some reason, I don't think you're a fake tough guy. I think he's he a fake co- tough guy. He might come and kill you. I don't think that we register a Matt Barnes radar. Probably not, but you never know. He's kind of psychotic. I don't know, man. Like, when's he actually ever thrown a punch? Have you seen a video of him throwing a punch? Yeah, I think so. When? He's definitely done it in a game or two. No, no, no. That's the thing with him. This is why I'm saying fake tough guy. He's a he's the ultimate hold me back guy. You know, you might have a point. He's like a big time hold me back. Like, oh, don't let me get into him. His most famous moment is actually the ball fake to Kobe's face. Yeah, and Kobe didn't flinch because you're like, you're you're a fake tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kobe's the real tough guy. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's a whole another thing. Whole another thing. Okay, fine. We won't get into that. <laughs> So the Thunder and Spurs series, so now the Spurs are actually going to get tested here. Um, and the Thunder, I mean, say what you will about the Mavericks, they had that one good game. But the Thunder could actually get tested here. This is the marquee matchup of the second round. Oh, definitely. Um, so a couple predictions here. I think that this is going to be a better matchup for the Thunder than it is for the Spurs, just honestly. Really? Uh, yeah, because the one thing that the Spurs could do very well against Golden State is that they had the bigs to hit them down low when they were playing the small ball. So, like, the Duncan and LaMarcus Aldridge could really abuse all of, like, those small, undersized fives and fours that they're throwing out. All right. And then they could also sit Kawhi Leonard on Steph Curry and really disrupt his game. That's true. The thing with the Thunder, though, is that the Thunder have um, a a few defensive-minded bigs in um, Steven Adams and Serge Ibaka that they can also match up with Duncan and Aldridge. Don't forget Cantor off the bench. Cantor off the bench. And then, it, you know, there's one. it's one thing for Kawhi Leonard to stop Steph Curry, who, for all of his gifts, is not the most freak athlete in the entire world. No, I mean, you just got to stretch out your arms of Kawhi, and he's got exactly. arms. But when you get into this whole thing with uh, Durant and Westbrook, like, granted, hard. granted, they don't exactly have an offensive system. I think Billy Donovan has been just atrocious. They have a system for the first three quarters. And then the fourth quarter comes around, and they're less like, you know what? Let's not pass anymore. Whoever gets it between Russ and KD, they're you're like, just taking a shot. You're just going to be the one taking the shot. So I think that for just on paper, at least in terms of starting five, I think the Thunder have a really good matchup here. I think that Durant can shoot over Kawhi in some instances like not very many instances but he can shoot over damn near anybody yeah and then Russ is not going to get intimidated by Tony Kawhi's Parker. well yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's who's covering Russ it's that's, Tony Parker it's not Tony Parker it's not Kawhi he's covering KD no so I think they're going to hide Tony Parker on whoever the hell they've convinced to play shooting guard for the for Andre Roberson <laughs> I mean I, who's going to guard Russ 
It's going to have to be Danny Green. Yeah, it's going to have to be Green. Green's going to have to guard one of them. He's also going to have to make some three-pointers finally. Yeah, he's he's had a rough shooting year. Yeah, exactly. But I think that the I think the Spurs are more well equipped to actually beat the Warriors than they are well equipped to beat the Thunder. I think mentally though, the pressure will get to OKC. Oh, yeah. I know they made the finals before with these two guys as their stars, but it's something this year. Every time that was six years every ago. T- I know. Every yeah. So think about that. You would think by this point they've improved. For five years, they ago, haven't. Maybe four. Yeah. No, I know. It's. This is going to be – this really is kind of a make-or-break year for these guys because I know that they're probably both going to come back to, uh, next year. I don't know if KD's coming back. I, it just makes too much sense for him financially not to. Yeah, but, I mean, he's got the sponsorships. If he wants a ring, I don't think he's coming to OKC. I mean, we're going to have to see. I don't think with Billy Donovan – I don't think that Billy Donovan has shown me anything to be like he's a massive upgrade over Scotty Brooks. Yeah, but if KD likes Brooks enough, maybe he's swayed to go back home to Washington. There is – I would say a negative three hundred percent chance that he goes to Washington. Really? Yeah. He's he he'll be the legitimate guy there. Wall will give up the ball anytime he needs him to. Okay. Russ, on the other hand, is like, well, right, listen, this is like a 50-50 split. Yeah. Okay. So Wall. Plus, you're so, in the East, which is way easier to advance farther. So Wall is going to pass to Durant. Durant is going to get double teamed, and Durant is going to throw it to Gortat. Bradley Beal. Oh, Bradley Beal's playing? Yeah. Okay. He's, what about, he's finally back. What about the 50 games where Bradley Beal doesn't play? Wh- who is he throwing it to then? Porter? Porter, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I think Nene is still in the league. Yeah. Is that, Nene, <laughs> okay. Is that, that's how you say it, right? <laughs> yeah. Nene. Nene? Yeah. Um, I don't think that's happening. Um, I think he has a way better chance of joining the Warriors, or dare I say it, the Celtics, before uh, I, they join the, the Wizards. He can't go to the Warriors, mainly because there will be too many mouths to feed shooting-wise there. That's probably true. He's not going to the Warriors. Um, okay, cool. So, But I think that I'm really excited about the OKC and the Spurs matchup. That's going to be really exciting. I'm actually even excited about the Golden State and Portland matchup. Yeah, well, especially with the Steph injury. So that's the thing, right? So all of a sudden, you know, Dame Lillard... Could potentially be the best player on the floor in the series. Yeah, which is exciting. Or at least most exciting player. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess I'm doing a disservice to both Clay Thompson and Draymond Green for saying that Dame Lillard was the best one on the floor, but like. He's going to be the most entertaining. How about that? Definitely the most entertaining. Draymond's the grind and, like, you know, pound it down low, dish out the assist, kind of just piss everybody off. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I'm kind of intrigued, and wow, this is like a crazy thing to say, I'm kind of intrigued by Al Farouk Aminu on Draymond. Okay, never mind. You know what? (laughs) I'm going to go ahead. I think we're going to quit this podcast. Just just like, you might just want to stop it there. When Al Farouk Aminu becomes the topic of conversation. (laughs) He had a good series. He He did have a good series against a team that lost two of their stars, which, think about how crazy this is. So the Warriors... Had to freak out being like, all right, Steph's down for two weeks probably with a knee, with his whole knee sprain. And the Clippers were probably like mouth-watering, being like, let's just get past this series. We at least get potentially a week worth of games, maybe two, three games against the Warriors without their best guy. And then in a matter of one night, everything. Chris Paul's done. Done. Blake Griffin's done. You have to rely on the guy that airballs Doc free River, throws Doc as Rivers your is, center of your <laughs> offense. Doc Rivers is crying in press conferences. <laughs> All right, that was about his mom. Yeah, 
yeah, but she died like last year, though. <laughs> it's true, but and it was also the reporter probably just like had no idea what was going yeah. on. He was like, I didn't. That you know was what? I'm gonna lay off Doc Rivers' mom. I'm, yeah. about, I'm all about blazing hot takes. Yeah, that's one of them I'm gonna lay off. Yeah, <laughs> maybe lay off. I haven't yeah. retracted two hot takes this one segment. This is going poorly. This is going fantastic. <laughs> uh, but yeah. just think about that. The Clippers had the chance; they could see the Western Conference Finals in the in the reach. And then all of a sudden, Chris Paul took one step and hit his hand, and boom, done. Yeah. Do you think Blake Griffin comes back to the Clippers next year? Yeah. Yeah? They're, they're not going to get rid of him. You think? The, you would have to get some sort of miracle return on him to make it even worth it. You have to get two guys that could be in your starting lineup that can contribute, that are maybe a tier just below Griffin. He's a top 15 player in the league. What if you trade him to Knicks for Chris Paul's best friend, Melo? That would be a great trade for the Knicks, possibly. But the Clippers would just be getting another Paul Pierce-type player who takes shots but can't play much defense. I think it's unfair to say that Pierce Carmelo at this Anthony... Point. Okay. Not Pierce like t- five, ten years ago. No, no. I'm saying that I think that Carmelo right now is a way better player than Paul Pierce. Like, I don't know. I think oh, no, yeah. But offensively he is. But defensively a, they're about a, the same. He's a post-30 superstar. He's a James Harden defense all-star. Yeah, that's fair. But I don't know. I think that the Clippers have kind of hitched their wagon to Chris Paul. And if you're going to hitch your wagon to Chris Paul, then I don't think that Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Jordan in this NBA is viable. Especially if Blake Griffin's punching out everyone's favorite equipment manager. One of his best friends. <laughs> well, I know. That's but what actually like, I think what made it even – that's what made it better but worse – it's like you punched your best friend, and a now you just like cost yourself <laughs> the season. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's I, I just I don't know. I think that this is gonna be. I think it's gonna end in a pretty ugly way, and I don't have any any inside information about that. Strictly because I'm I'm not a reporter or no. a media pundit. We we aren't we aren't huge in that world. We no. don't get those reports yet. So we'll have to see. Um, the other one that's gonna be interesting, I guess, is gonna be the Cleveland Atlanta series. Um. I after watching that after watching Atlanta just dismantle my beloved Celtics. Yeah, that was that got ugly really fast. That got few of those games. So those two home games, we'll always have those two home games. President Brad Stevens, um, you know, won a couple playoff games. That's his positive yeah, thing. Yeah, say his big get night. But man, <laughs> Atlanta really laid it on him. Huh? Thirty nine points in the third quarter on like seventy something percent shooting. That was that was ugly. But that's the thing, right? So all of a sudden. We've got kind of an intriguing matchup there in the East. So, you know, LeBron is obviously going to do LeBron things. Kevin Love is pretty good. <laughs> um, Kyrie, if he can kind of figure it out in a team context, They're all kind is of good. starting to click a little bit. But this is the thing, right? So all of a sudden, you're not playing Detroit Pistons, <laughs> you know? You're- no, but I think their concept, what they did against the Pistons with putting Love at the five, yeah, that can still apply against the Hawks because... Horford's more of a power forward type center anyway, yeah. where Drummond was a true center. Right. So that strategy is still not going to go against them in any way. The one thing that I'll say about that is that Horford and Millsap will both extend the range and open up the floor a lot more than the Pistons ever did. Because since Drummond is a true center, he's really limited to probably about 12 feet and in from the basket. And then on defense, him coming out opens up that whole center for LeBron to just drive through, which is what he did. 
Yeah, exactly. So I think that uh, I, I watch the defense of the Hawks. That's way better defense than the Pistons play. I mean, I think they blocked the Celtics literally infinity times. Like, I checked the numbers, yeah, but it, I think it's infinity. We turned on the game like two minutes in, and it was like they were up to like five blocks already. Which yeah. It was, I don't even know how that happens. I mean, I guess that when you play Isaiah Thomas, you can get a lot of blocks. But it wasn't even just Isaiah Thomas. It no. was like everybody. It was everybody. They, their switching on defense is unbelievable. Um, they have like... They have probably like 15 guys that are like 6'8 and can switch on everything. And I wouldn't even say the Avery Bradley injury played any role in how this series went. Like, honestly, probably not. <laughs> you know? Like, the, can Avery Bradley. He's not play, an offensive force. Yeah. Can he play like a little bit better defense on Jeff Teague? Probably. Yeah. Can he play like a little bit better with those little backdoor cuts that he always does and gets like maybe 10 more points a game? Possibly. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, but probably really, he doesn't really do very much for him. Like, doesn't no. move the needle one way or the other. It's funny because the the Hawks have like probably like like I said like you know three hundred guys that are six eight and can switch on everything. The Celtics have that except all of their guys are six four and under. <laughs> yeah, and, and their big guys aren't like anything to no. write home about. I, I was so excited about the Amir Johnson signing this summer, and I was like, I need to reevaluate my life if I'm excited about the Amir Johnson. Yeah, he's signing. like the he's like the only true big man that you yeah, have. Because exactly. even Olenek, he's like, oh hey, you know what? I got the nice hair and I can probably play in the center, but. I'm going to go out on the wing here and try to take some threes. Oh, and if we don't get rid of Sullinger next year, I'm probably going to, like, just commit seppuku right in the middle of the TD Garden. <laughs> that would that'd be, that'd be a shame. <laughs> that'd be a real shame. Honorable, but, honorable. Very, but very shameful. Would it be honorable, though? <laughs> I think so. Seppuku by nature is honorable. All right, anyway. <laughs> um, but, no, I think that, um, that that series would be cool. The Atlanta versus Cleveland series would be very interesting. I think Paul Millsap is one of the few guys in the league athletically that can at least sort of match up to LeBron. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, he's obviously not as fast and probably not as strong, but he's still built. Like, if you see, if you look at this guy, dude, he's built like LeBron. Yeah, and I mean, he's almost as probably quick defensively to try to keep up with LeBron to try yeah. at least prevent him from driving that lane as often as he likes to. Yeah, exactly. So I think that people have been kind of sleeping on the Hawks all season just because it's basically the same team that they brought in last year, but the same team that would, was the second seed in the East last year. Yeah, this could go, this series could go six games. I can oh, see definitely. That. Cleveland's still going to win. Uh, yeah. I, I would even, it, it, depending on what the odds look like in Vegas, I would even maybe put a little bit of money on Atlanta. A little. Like a little. Like five bucks. And, okay, yeah. So that's going to happen. And then we probably don't really even care about that final East matchup, right? We talked about the Hornets and the Heat. We didn't really talk about the Drakes and the, and the Pacers. No, I mean, the Drakes should win. Should win. The, they're coming from the six. I mean, yeah. they, they got to represent. They got to make it past the first round at least. This team is one of those teams that it's just for some reason they make the playoffs and then they do nothing. They haven't done anything since Vinsanity. Yeah, exactly. Which is saying something. It's just kind of funny that, like, I don't know. They they won this. They got the second seed and all this kind of stuff. But does anyone have literally any confidence in this team? Yeah. At does all? anybody think they can actually challenge Cleveland? Yeah. Like you're not really moving the needle very much with Demar Derozan, Kyle Lowry, and then Dwayne Casey as your head coach. Yeah. You're having issues with the Pacers, who have one guy that can score. Yeah. And then Monty Ellis, who will occasionally turn it on. Yeah. I like that center that they have, Miles Turner. Uh, and he's a rookie center again. Yeah, because Mahini or whatever his name is. Yeah, he's he's been hurt half the time. Right, and that center, uh, Miles Turner, is playing really well. Yeah, I think he, he was a steal. Um, and then Paul George has obviously kind of shown that he's still a superstar, and you still got to take him seriously. PG thirteen. Yeah, I mean that's I think that's one of the best 
I mean, whatever happens in the series, I think that's the best storyline in the entire thing is that Paul George came to the playoffs after such a gruesome injury. Oh, man. And I watched that live. That was horrible. I'm never, would never. I, I Those kinds of in- injuries, like the super gruesome injuries, I just can't do it. No. I can't do it. I can't watch them. Um, I've seen the Paul George injury once. I don't think I'd ever need to see it again. Same thing with the Joe Theismann injury. Same thing with the Sean Livingston injury. I just don't. Big I don't need to see them. You know, they did the same thing last night with the draft. It was like yeah, these three guys all had like knee disgusting injuries. Disgusting injuries. That Let's would, cut back to how gruesome. Yeah, they I mean, I think that I would literally just die. Yeah, like these people are literally playing professional sports. I don't know how I'd ever be able to one walk again. No, let alone just be like, hey, you know what? Let me dunk and slam down on that leg and just see if the whole thing. Unbelievable. And he just put up such a performance against the, the Raptors so far. It's still not over. Uh, we have a game tonight, but uh, I mean, it's more or less over. It's, it's, it's probably over. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that was the NBA playoffs. Um, so we, there are a couple things that we could cover coming up here. Um, late breaking news, at least this morning, D. Gordon was suspended for 80 games. Yeah. PEDs. PEDs. I want to know exactly which one it was because if it's anything like the one guy from the Blue Jays got caught for who had no idea how it got in his system, yeah. he also got 80 games, it's just going to be like, at what point do we start trying to figure out what – is going to be allowed, what's not. Yeah. Because when big names like D. Gordon, who he's not a huge name in baseball, but he was the NL batting champ last year. Yeah. He's not maybe as well-known as a player as others, but he's an upcoming young guy who could be in that whole trout, like, grouping of young players that are going to finally be the all-stars in the next, like, the super guys in right. the next four or five years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll so we'll see. We'll see what that kind of happens. I don't have enough information about to have, like, a, an intelligent opinion on it. No. Um, but yeah, so we'll talk a little bit of baseball. So just going forward, let's kind of talk about the things that we'll probably cover and things you can expect from the sports dance. We're still trying to figure out exactly the schedule, um, and the format. I mean, this is a little loosey goosey. Um, so this is good for a first episode. We're going to try to figure out exactly where we're going to be, um, releasing these and kind of what the schedule is going to look like. And we'll probably try to tweet out as much as we possibly can. Um, what's the, what are all the social media handles? Uh, so social media handles, uh, we have for Twitter, at least it's sports stance underscore at the end of it. That's the Twitter handle uh, on Instagram. We're the sports stance, all one word. Uh, and then basically from there, we have a vine account, which is also the sports stance. You can find that through Twitter. They make it nice and easy. And then besides that, I don't really do much with our Facebook page because, I mean, who goes on Facebook anymore? Yeah, that's fair. What's going on with the, uh, what's the blog site? Uh, the blog site is www.thesportstance.com. So uh, one thing I got to start doing, I got to start posting more on there. It's been a while. I've been tweeting more than anything. Yeah, I mean, so we're, we're back in, into the blog game. There you go. So we got the blog. We got the Twitter. Got the, the podcast the, now. The podcast, the Instagram. It's all happening. We got James on the blog. <laughs> it's all, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll make an appearance every now and then. But yeah, it's all it's all comes coming up sports stance. Um, basically, what we're gonna do is probably talk a little bit more about NBA playoffs as they go on. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit more about the MLB season as, as it, it progresses. Gets into the swing of things. We got ourselves a summer. little Summer Olympics. I think we're gonna be sent to Rio using yeah, all of right. our corporate sponsor money. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, if you want to get in on that, get in on the ground floor. <laughs> Sponsors are filling up fast. You know, uh, Nike, Adidas. Call us. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's not our sponsors. No. Those, we're, are, we're those ones are free. Those are, uh, we just threw those out there. A little teasers for you guys. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, awesome. So if there's not anything else, man, then I think we're pretty good. Um, yeah, I think, think it was a good first round. Awesome. So from Greg and James here at the Sports Sands, I want to say thanks for tuning in. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Have See a nice day, guys.